Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Learning Something Prospect from the Pirates and ask me questions if I was confusing. Most of my podcasts directly involve the Chicago Cubs. Understandably so, understandably so, most of Cubs news comes through the Cubs. However, once in a while, to do a deeper dive, it's sometimes important to back away, back away, back away from the situation, and look at it from someone else's perspective. Look at it from someone else's perspective. Because that's what's important. Looking at things from perspectives. Try to learn a little bit here. Try to learn a little bit there. Huh, oh, okay, well that's interesting. Have to keep that in mind for the future. Not everything has to be specifically looking at the Chicago Cubs. And sometimes it's nice to take a step away. And the Pittsburgh Pirates are a are in a curious situation right now. They are the Pittsburgh Pirates are where Cubs fans think the Cubs are. The Pittsburgh Pirates know. They're not going to win it this year. They're, it's, it's not going to happen. For the Pirates, it's going to be a long slog. Because, well, because reasons. I'll just say because reasons. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to pull market size. I'm not going to pull any of that stuff. What I'm going to say is because reasons. Because reasons, the Pittsburgh Pirates are years away from contending, and pretty much everybody knows it. Um, and as we look at the Pirates situation, we can possibly learn a little bit about the Cubs situation and possibly more importantly than that what other people are considering regarding the Cubs situation. Pittsburgh has one very good player in Brian Reynolds. I'm looking him up on baseball reference. He had a six wins above season last year. 302, 24 homers, etc., etc., etc. This is his third, he, that was his third year in professional baseball. Let's see, what is he at? Is he at 3.00? <sighs> Service time, 2.163. Um, so, the Pirates would have the option of keeping Reynolds around for four more seasons. 
if they do that, he unquestionably would go elsewhere because Pittsburgh will not give him a max offer. Some of you will say, well, why don't the Pirates give him a max offer? Why don't they get, they, they're not going to compete with the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, the whoever. They're not going to, he's really good. They're going to have him until he becomes a free agent at the latest, and then he will go elsewhere. So they can either keep him until he becomes a free agent, or they can trade him at some point. Since he has four years remaining, if they were to trade him now, they would get quite a large heaping return for trading Brian Reynolds. Now, would that be a good idea? Not the point of the podcast. The point of the podcast is, if Brian Reynolds is going to be traded to, insert team here, the Pirates would be able to get pretty much whatever the heck they wanted as far as prospects, because there's about 29 teams that would like to trade for Brian Reynolds, and the Pirates are the only team that have him. The Pirates are the only team that have him, and everybody else in the league wants him. So there's really not a whole lot of reasons for the Pirates to hold back if they decide they wish to trade him. Again, should they wait a year or two years to trade him? Maybe yeah, maybe no. But he probably at some point will get traded. So now what regarding the Cubs could possibly we even be contemplating learning from any sort of Brian Reynolds trade because it probably won't be the Cubs who do the trade because the Cubs are in their own rebuild of sorts, reload, retool, however you want to phrase it. And the Cubs probably are not going to be the team that is likely to trade prospects for Brian Reynolds. However, there are plenty of people out there who are saying well, what the Cubs ought to do is trade for <coughs> insert player here. <coughs> One of the popular concepts now is the Cubs ought to trade for an Oakland starting pitcher. They have three that are good, or actually they have two that are really good. One of them got traded. And the A's got back in return to rather good prospects, including JT Ginn, who I'm very impressed with, particularly if he manages to stay healthy. So what ended up happening was the A's traded a quality pitcher and got a quality return. The A's traded a quality pitcher got a quality return, much like if the Pirates would trade Brian Reynolds, they would get a quality return. What so many um, 
Oh my goodness. What are they even writing? Uh, they're not properly riding a horse. They're not properly riding a bicycle or a tricycle or a motorcycle. But there are so many bench jockeys on Twitter. The Cubs ought to make a trade for whichever veteran. Could be Greg Olson. Could be one of the two A's pitchers. And, 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 and trade some random guys. Why in the hell would anybody want to trade a top-end player for some random guys? If the Cubs are making a trade with another team, and it's not for some, like, middle reliever. If the Cubs are making a trade, trying to make a trade to acquire... Olsen from the A's, or one of the pitchers from the A's, or anybody who's any good. Here's how long the list is of players the other teams are looking for. Here's how long the list is. This is my guess. Here's the list. Two of these guys, Casey, Preciado, Cristian Hernandez, um, Casey, Preciado, Hernandez, might want to toss in uh, Triantos, uh, Jordan Wicks, and Pete Crow Armstrong. Those six guys. Two of those six. But I don't want to trade those guys. I want to trade some. If the Cubs are making a trade for a quality player, they're going to have to give up quality. That's how it works. If you're going to make a trade for a quality player, you have to give up quality. That's how it works. That's the rules of the game. If you want some random dude that you're claiming off of waivers, then claim a guy off of waivers. But if you want a good player, you're going to have to give up quality to get him. That's how it works. So many Cubs fans are completely under their skis when it comes to the economics of baseball. Teams want long-term, long-term controlled, high upside talent. That's what teams want. They don't want some possible middle reliever guy. They don't want somebody who's already been somewhat exposed at A-ball. They want the elite guys. Now that the Cubs have a top 10 or 12 prospect list that is actually kind of enviable, teams are going to start with the top eight. Start with the top eight. But what about we... Let's go back to the top eight. But what if we look at this guy who's at 17? Hey, how about the top eight? Give us three of those. But you were saying two, two minutes ago. Yeah, I know, but you were being a jerk about it. So now it's three. If the Cubs are going to trade for a quality player, it's going to hurt. The Mets trade. I haven't checked in with my Mets fan on my, on my Twitter yet. 
to see how he responded. He was commenting how, I think it was this morning, if your top pitching prospect is JT Ginn, you'd probably better draft a lot of pitching. Well, they just traded JT Ginn, so I'm guessing they'd probably better draft some more pitching. Um, player development is a thing. Player development is a thing. It's not the only thing, but it's a thing. And if a person is a baseball fan, but they disregard the vital import of player development, you should probably disregard their opinions most of the time. Doesn't mean that a person should think every prospect will cash. A lot of them will wash out. But unless a proper method is put into play for getting players to cash, it's really not going to matter a whole lot. If the Pirates trade Brian Reynolds, they're going to get a massive haul because everybody wants him. If the Chicago Cubs trade Wilson Contreras, they will get a really nice haul because there are a bunch of teams who would like to get Wilson Contreras. The Yankees fans who are saying the Cubs should be happy to accept Luke Voigt, Gary Sanchez, and some down-the-line prospect are drunk. If your team, whoever your team is, ought to be trading for a veteran to make the Major League team better, Settle up to the idea of giving away a prospect or two that are actually good. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the veteran is better than expected. Sometimes the veteran is worse than expected. Sometimes it might be better to sign a guy in free agency. But if a team is going to be in the market for trading for a quality veteran, a quality veteran, they're going to give away something really good to get that done. It's not going to be a case of Cubs add really good starting pitcher with years of control and a whole bu- uh, years of team control and years behind of some really good pitching. And oh, by the way, all they traded away was Rafael Ortega and Sergio Alcantara. That's not how it's going to work. If a team is looking for the future, they're going to want to look at the top six, seven, eight prospects of the Cubs. Bang the heck out of those six, seven, or eight guys. If they have to settle for something at 14 in addition to one or two of the others, then they'll do it. But if the Cubs are going to trade for a quality veteran, they are going to trade a quality prospect or more because that's the way it works. If the Pirates are going to trade Brian Reynolds, they're going to get a whole lot in return. If the Cubs are going to trade for a quality veteran, 
they are going to start to trade away some of the prospects that they've started adding. Perhaps it would be a good trade. Perhaps it wouldn't be a good trade. But the important thing for today to remember is when you're making a veteran for prospects trade and the veteran has, I don't know what, 10, 15, 18, 20, 27, 28, 29 teams that are actually interested in that guy. The team that's going to get him is the team that makes the best offer. If you're trying to outbid two or three teams, you might be able to get away with something. If you're the only team bidding on someone, then you might be able to get away with something. But if there are 20 or 22 teams that are actually kind of interested in the guy that's up for trade, you're going to pay a hefty price in one way, shape, or fashion. If the Pirates trade Brian Reynolds, they will be able to basically name their return. Otherwise, they'll say, "Yeah, no, really not. We're not going to do it yet. Here's what we demand. And until you get a whole lot closer to that, he's going to stay right here. Or we might trade him to somebody else. It all depends. I don't think the Cubs are going to make a trade for a major veteran. Because I think the goal by Jed Hoyer, by Carter Hawkins, is to get about developing talent and locating players like, oh, Andrelton Simmons, who are reasonably inexpensive, who can possibly be traded at the deadline for more prospects, and go with it like that. That's really what I think their plan is. Can I prove it? Nah, not yet. Not yet, but I think that's what they're going to do. And if it were to come to a point where they were going to trade for a really good starting pitcher from Oakland or a really good starting whatever from whoever, they'd end up having to give up quality prospects. And I really don't think the 2022 and 2023 are more important than 2024 and 2025. I really don't think so. Jed Hoyer wants to get his contract renewed, which means he's probably going to have to have a decent year in 2023, a good year in 2024, and a relatively very good year in 2025. That will get him an extended contract. 2022 is not necessarily a part of that. And as much as it upsets and annoys and infuriates certain fans, I've pretty much come to accept it. Do I like it? Doesn't really matter now, does it? Brian Reynolds of the Pirates, if traded, will fetch a huge return. If a quality veteran is traded to any certain team, he'll probably fetch a huge return. That's the way it goes. And... <laughs> if a non-valued veteran like Eric Hosmer is traded, the team that's making the trade, the team that's trading Eric Hosmer, the Padres, is going to have to dump a whole lot of good stuff on top just to get crap in return because Eric Hosmer has negative value. 
Brian Reynolds is a quality player. If traded, he will get a quality return. Quality players generally draw back quality returns. And if a team is in the market for prospects, that's what they're going to prioritize. The A's, they figure, hey, we can, we can ride the waiver wire. We can pull people off the DFA wire. Not a problem. Because they're not prioritizing the season in 2022. In fact, they're probably even prioritizing it less than the Cubs. And the Cubs aren't prioritizing 2022. Not even close. Thanks for stopping by.